Welcome to The Ferment, everyone. We are super excited to be back in 2021 with the vintage updates for our loyal listeners here at Brown Family Wine Group. We'll be getting real-time information direct from our winemaking teams on what is and will be coming into the winery, as well as some insights into what happens next on the journey to wine. Please enjoy The Ferment Winery Updates. Alrighty, everyone, we're back with another vintage update, and we've got Kate Looney with us to update us on Millowa. How are you, Kate? I'm very well, thank you. That's good. The two of us are in Studio One, but we've had to call in KB. Where are you from this time, KB? I know that we said we were going to make a list of all our studios so we could keep tabs on it. I think this is Studio 28. All right, well, let's go with 28. <laughs> and down in Melbourne? Down in Melbourne, living the city life. Yeah, it's interesting. The The city is good to visit, but in the words of Ross Brown, it always looks better in your rear vision mirror. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I heard that on the radio today on the on the way into work as well. So someone's channeling Ross's uh, thoughts on cities. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, you know, it's been a massive vintage for 2021 and Kate, it's drawing to a bit of a conclusion. Must be a bit of a relief to be on this side of it. Oh yes, we're getting very close. But as always, when you think you're nearly finished, we thought we'd wrap up on Monday next week. It's been pushed now to Wednesday next week. So fingers crossed that's the last day of fruit next Wednesday. And we've spoken in previous podcasts, this is when the seller hands are knocking on the door every day saying, get this fruit in, we want this over. Yeah, it's been a really big vintage. So everyone's just at the end of their tether. So yeah, they need a break. And look, let's have a chat about what we got to in terms of intake and will it be close to the predictions of what you expected when you started Vintage? Yeah, in January we were sort of saying 16,500 tonne uh, with the last bit of fruit to come in. We'll top out at about 17,200. So wow. yeah, the biggest vintage we've had for quite a number of years. So Fantastic. there's not a lot of empty tanks out there. <laughs> Kate, over the last couple of weeks, we've seen some really interesting fruit come in. Can you talk to us about that a bit? Yeah, so we've finished up on the Sienna. Uh, we've still had Gordo coming in, and that looks like will be the last fruit uh, next Wednesday. Tarango has come in, which looked fantastic. A couple of parcels of Patricia Cabernet and the Montepulciano from Heathcote. So it's been a real mixed bag of some really interesting stuff. And especially that Monty, it's always a variety that's very late in the season. We're feeling confident about the you know, the, the fruit flavours and how that, that's looking. Yeah, it got picked last Thursday after the boys went out and had a taste and it looks fantastic. It's there with the late, last, late reds to come in and, yeah, I think it'll be up there with the quality of all of our wines this year. And Tarango is one of my favourites and also one of the wines I've been working on this year. But Kate, we've been working together with some of the, the marketing side of the business, talking about what we could use Tarango for. Can you elaborate a bit on sort of the direction we're heading? Yeah, so I guess there's a lot of interest in this light, you know, dry red space. And so I think Tarango would really fit the bill there. So this year we had plenty of room because it's, it came in quite late this year, uh, so we've had plenty of room in the kindergarten, so you loaded up the kinder KB with <laughs> <laughs> how many fermenters of Tarango? Was it seven? Yeah, that was a lot. <laughs> I, uh, I, felt, 
I felt like that I sort of snuck it in over the Easter break and then we came back from Easter and it was like, surprise, I just filled the kinder with Tarango. <laughs> I think that's what everyone thought. <laughs> anyway. I, I don't think their, their uh, descriptive word was surprise. <laughs> <laughs> what Especially at this time. Especially at this time in vintage, the language can get quite colourful. I'll bet. No, it's it's actually been really quite good because we've been able to do some, you know, really nice gentle pump overs and use some of those bathtubs for it. So a bit of a mix of winemaking there. So I think it'll really, we'll have some product there that we'll be able to, you know, look at some of these different avenues for Tarango to open up. And the fruit look great. You know, you get that really beautiful juby lolly like sort of character um, some nice red berry and just a really soft amount of tannin so it's looking really good it got pressed off yesterday and the cabernet that's been coming in that has also been heading to the kinder for patricia are we using similar growers as we have previously uh yeah we've targeted probably a couple of our top performers uh so you know back in 2016 we probably had seven Patricia growers we've really narrowed that down to some of the really top performers so there's still a few of those from you know that have stayed with us for many many years because their fruit is so good and this year we've got a Yarra Valley parcel of Cabernet as well which we trialed last year as a new grower and it looked fantastic so we've gone ahead with them again and that parcel looks really strong as well. Now Kate KB mentioned and you spoke about the Montepulciano being that late ripener. It's one of those varieties that does incredibly well at the cellar door. It's a unique style. It's very different to anything else in our portfolio. How do we manage that variety through the winery? Yeah, so it comes into the kindergarten because it's a small parcel. We've only got five tonne of that fruit. And then uh, this year it went into one of the bathtubs and Simon's been looking after that. It gets a some pump overs, some plunging, some air maceration. So he's done a, you know, a bit of everything that you can over there to look after the extraction of the tannins. Yeah, so it's, I think, going to turn out to be a really good parcel. And will we keep it stainless steel only or will it see some oak down the track? Uh, the last few years we've put it just in some old oak because we don't want oak to be a big influence on it. But I do think it, um, a bit of time just ageing in some barrels to soften some of those tannins out you know for six to eight months works really well. Now reflecting on the vintage now that we've got to sort of this tail end uh, can you give us some highlights that you've seen over the last sort of three months of bringing in fruit? Oh look I think in general the fruit quality has been so good you know we saw those really beautiful high acids just holding throughout all the wines and that's just made freshness the fruit just looks so fresh and it's carried through beautiful colours in the reds. Yeah, just lovely flavours and vibrancy, I guess, in the whites and sparklings. So, yeah, just in general, I would say the vintage has been very, very good. And to flip it over, not to say any low lights, but have we had many challenges throughout the 2021 vintage? 
probably one of my low lights was I split my pants during vintage. My favourite pair of work pants, I must say. Not in front of anyone. No, <laughs> luckily our high-vis beds have a very nice long tail, so no one could see. Anyway, <laughs> that's just a low light for me. How long, how long have those pants been with you, Kate? Oh, for too long, probably. That's why they split. <laughs> they, t- they told you. <laughs> exactly. Enough's enough, Kate. <laughs> Anyway, no, I would like to say no low lights, but yeah, absolute challenges every vintage and probably this year being a really big vintage. Uh, you know, we started on the 28th of January and we're going to finish what's next Wednesday, the 21st of April. So that is a really long time to be working seven days a week. Everyone gets tired, you know, just to keep everyone's morale up and keep chugging away at it, I guess that's the biggest challenge when you've got a really big vintage uh, and such a long vintage as well. So that, I would say that's the, the challenge for us this year. W- would this vintage be one of the biggest ever? Like I vaguely recall an 18,000 tonne vintage like maybe eight, 08 or something like or 07 or something like that yeah, before... I- 08 was definitely 08. a big vintage. I think it was about 18,000 tonne. But I think early 2000s, did they do a 20? Yeah, might have been. Yeah, before my time. But might have might been, have, actually. Yeah. Yeah, I, I vaguely recall them putting wines back into the fermenters in the receival area because we'd ran out of take, tank space or something like that. But Yep, we've think, already started talking about that. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, we're up there with one of the biggest yes. of all yeah, time, yeah, which yeah, is uh, yeah. very exciting to have the wines in the bank, as they oh, say. Oh, absolutely. And when they're looking so good, you know, coming off 2020, which was a real challenging vintage with so much smoke around, to have a full suite of wines in the winery that just looks so good, it's really going to be Fantastic. So KB, I can't let you get off the hook with a question like that to, to Kate without me putting the burner back on you. So what are, what were your highlights and challenges for your particular product range in 2021? I think the highlights is really the acidity that we've saw that we're seeing in the white, such as the Pinot Grigio that I work on. We started picking the Pinot Grigio quite early, but then with the, the mild summer that we did have, we actually were able to leave some fruit on the vine to get that bit riper. So we ended up with an early and a late parcel and then also a parcel in between that. So when it comes down to blending the Pinot Grigio, I'm just really excited about bringing those flavours together and just the wine that's going to come out of that I think is going to be fantastic. And on, um, the, what, and on the flip side? <laughs> yeah, low lights and challenges. It's always challenging in – we seem to always have one week a year in vintage where all the red fermenters are full. And it's always a challenge when you've got a dream of how you're going to make a certain wine and then when you don't have a fermenter that that's going to fit into. It's not a low light, it's more of a challenge. It's a really interesting moment where you just have to change the mindset of where you were at change the plans that you had and and look at other ways of doing things. And as we know in the history of Brown Brothers and Brown Family Wine Group and making wine, sometimes it's these challenges that great things come out of. So it'll be interesting to see some of these wines that I thought of thought might have gone to the kinder, that have gone to some of the bigger fermenters. Maybe we're going to see some different styles, but that's something that's really exciting to come out of it. Kate, thank you so much for your reflections on the 2021 vintage. Have you got any final comments or anything that you want to add to the story about this year? Oh, look, we've had a really fabulous crew this year. Everyone's 
yeah, just, I don't know, some years you just... HR got it right. <laughs> <laughs> Kate just said that because we're about five oh, metres no. away from where their offices are. <laughs> Fran will throw something at me yeah. as I walk back out. No, they've been, the crew have really been great. Everyone's just gelled together really well. And then we always get such great support from across the business. You know, it's just people asking how we're going, checking in. The engineering guys have kept us up and running really well, or INR is. Um, their new title so yeah it's just a big thank you to all those involved and everyone that's helped us out um, because we're going to have some cracking wines from 2021 so look forward to tasting them and I believe there's a party this year last year we missed out on (laughs) on celebrating the end of vintage in true party style and this Friday night I believe everyone's letting their hair down and and celebrating not just 2021 but also 2020. Yeah, they love having a vintage party. So last year was a bit of a, a downer that we couldn't. So yes, Friday night they'll um, get to have a little bit of a celebration, which will be nice. On site, Kate? No, we're off to the vine to have a few beers and wines and some pizza. Better watch out for Joel. He hasn't been on the podcast the last two uh, vintage updates. He, I, I think he's, he's saving himself up for this night, is he? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Alrighty, Kate, well, thank you so much for the update. And you jumped in for Joel a couple of times this year. In fact, you were in for Joel more than Joel was in for the vintage update. So thank you so much for doing that for us. It's been really great to hear your insights into the 2021 vintage. I'm sure a stressful time, but it sounds like a really rewarding one. Thank you again. Thanks. That was the Ferment Winery Updates. If you have any feedback for us at The Ferment or want to send us some questions to ask our winemaking teams, then send us an email, theferment at brownfamilywinegroup.com.au. So thanks for listening to The Ferment, everyone. Stay safe out there, chase hard and look out for each other.